So how was the dump? The dump was weirdly delightful. It's like going to the ends of the world. Like, maybe the dump is what the apocalypse will be like. (laughs) I'm serious. It is such a weird, weird place where you think, ew, we are disgusting. But also, we're so organized. Like, we just throw all our crap in the dump. I'm just picturing the end of Toy Story 3. Oh, and see, I, you know what I pictured immediately? Brave Little Toaster. Oh, I love the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Jordan's never seen it. That's a mistake. Wally. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good comparison. It completely feels like Wally. Because we're just destroying ourselves yeah. with all of our stuff. With all of our stuff. Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 101 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am very happy that 2016 is over. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. People are still going to die in 2017, aren't they? They are, but but at least 2016 is over. Mm. December has finished. December has finished. We have survived. We made it. Uh, we made it through the gauntlet of retail that is December. We made it through the wilderness somehow. We made it through. And now this is the promised land? Question mark? Well, question mark, because January is interesting in retail. Um, it's not good. It, yeah, it's it, well, it's much slower. Um, but the store is also kind of a disaster. Mm-hmm. We're about to endure two days of inventory. Mm-hmm. And two to three days of inventory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's market. Oof. And I, January almost feels like a wash. Like, everybody just cut me some slack until February. Is that okay? Isn't this what you've been saying since, like, September? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, there's six months of the year where just don't talk to people who work in retail. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's it. So what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about... 2017, and what we would like to do with the year that we have been given. I pick a word for the year. Did you know this? I did know this. I forgot this, but I did know it at some point. Would you like to know my word for 2017? Yes. Space. Mm. Not Jupiter. Oh. Sorry. Space, like, I need to make some space. Like, give me space. Like, I need to clear some mental space. I need... Like... I think we need space. That sounds so negative. (laughs) You're just skewing my word. Um, Well, originally I told Jordan I thought my word of the year should be no. And he felt like that was negative. (laughs) So my word for the year is space. To like create some space for myself. And where are we recording this? We're recording this in uh, your closet office, which has so much more room in it now. Doesn't it? Yeah. You could fit a kid in here. It's... (laughs) Maybe one. Um, we rearranged. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I wasn't here. <laughs> anyway, so that's part of, like, cleaning cleaning up, men- get rid of some mental clutter. Making space. Making room in my Making life room. for relationships that maybe I let go by the wayside for the past six months. So It happens. We're starting over. 2017. 
I have a resolution. What's your resolution? It's not a word. I want to be better at conversation. I think you're so good at that. Well, I'm good at conversation with people that I know. Okay. I'm really bad at it. And I'm good at it with, like, customers with, like, a defined, like, interaction. Like, I know what we're going to do here. Right. But small talk is so difficult for me. And I'm not, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, like, "Mm, yes, I'm an intellectual and I just don't understand small talk. (laughs) Like, that's not the thing. I am just very anxious and shy and don't know how to talk to people. Yeah, I Um, do not love small talk. I'll talk deep with you all day long. Yeah. But I cannot do small talk. Um, So maybe it's weird that somebody who works, works, who does a podcast. Works in the podcasting work, industry. Works in the podcasting industry, <laughs> which is so not what I do here. So not what we do. Um, <laughs> I talk at a, at a mic in a closet. Um, but I don't know. Um, I accidentally saw a YouTube video that was like, how to make good small talk. Oh, what were the like, tips? Oh. Um, it was, it was called the Ford method. Okay. And it was talk about family, occupation, something, and dreams. You know what I've discovered? Since working here, I'm much better at small talk. I think that's true for me too. I think that's because a lot of people, Mm. I could be wrong, but I think most people think this job is interesting. So when they hear, like inevitably, right, one of the first questions in small talk is, what do you do for a living? Right. And so when I say, oh, I own a bookstore, or when you say, oh, I work at a bookstore, I feel like there's a lot of conversation that can come from that. You're right, except that that's rarely my go-to. Right, because you do other things. Because this is not my primary job. <laughs> right, right, I forget that. People are like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a graduate student. You gotta start giving the bookshelf a plug. Yeah, well, I, that would make conversation easier, huh? Yeah. And then I could talk about, like, yeah, well, um, independent bookstores are actually, like, having this nice little yes. upswing. Uh, and how many funny customer stories do you have? Like, you got to have oh, a couple of those in your back pocket. Okay, so this just changed my whole life. You're welcome. Talk about my other job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you. Okay. So, in addition to those resolutions, we also decided it'd be fun to talk about some reading resolutions. And Annie took this more seriously than I did, which... Shock to no one. <laughs> Very surprising. (laughs) Oh. Um, So what I thought we would do is we would each come up with um, two kind of reading challenges for ourselves and for one another. Um, My vision for this was that we would challenge ourselves and each other to read kind of outside our general reading habits, to do something a little different um, and kind of stretch ourselves. Good idea, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, the problem is that we both more or less read the same kinds of things. Correct. Um, so it was, it was difficult to not repeat. Yeah. And so I just decided to repeat. Okay, and then I <laughs> took a different route and decided... Because this idea was born like in a like text when I got home last night, like, hey, here's what we should do when we record... And Annie just kind of ran with that, as she does, and made it probably better, but not what I envisioned. (laughs) Okay, but I love what you've envisioned now that I know what it is. So um, I'll tell you my first one. Okay. Um, So as most listeners and customers kind of know, um, Rebecca, who was our wonderful manager at the bookshelf for a while, has moved on to other wonderful things. And she kind of took young adult and children's literature here under her wing. Like, that was kind of what she did here. And now there's a little bit of a vacuum there. Mm -hmm. And so one of my goals or resolutions or challenges for myself this year, I would like to read a YA book. Instead of every month, I'm going to say every quarter, because I don't want to dedicate to reading one a month. 
but one a quarter, <laughs> I feel like I could do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I would be reading outside my genre. Plus I'd be helping the shop by having some YA recommendations. Mm-hmm. Plus I have a couple of good friends who read YA literature. So I feel like I could ask them their opinions about what would be good for me to read. Kind of a reverse bookseller situation. Yes. Um, so I am going to read a young adult book every quarter. Every quarter. So we're going to say like January through March, yeah. April through June. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think I've really fallen out of the habit of reading young adult. And I think, like, I read a YA book in December that I didn't love. Mm-hmm. And I know there are good books in that genre because I used to read that genre kind of, sort of, regularly. <laughs> um, and now I'm not. And I instead of sticking my nose up at it, I would like to find the gems of YA literature. Right. So. Because the thing about YA is that it's not really a genre. Right. It's a marketing tactic. Correct. Um. And it's a marketing tactic, it seems like, from just observing the publishing industry for the past couple of years, a marketing tactic to get young women. Yes, absolutely. Um, YA is not marketed to young men, Mm-mm. which we can talk about in a few minutes. Yep. Um, <laughs> it is marketed toward young women almost exclusively. Um, and I think that's weird. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, so it'll be good to explore that a little bit yeah i'm i'm in, i'm intrigued uh we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll find out if i can do it with a non-eye rolly <laughs> well sometimes the eye rolls <laughs> necessary what else do you have okay and then my second one is to read more historical biography mm-hmm. i have one of course in mind i was gifted for christmas the hamilton biography the hamilton the hamilton and i a would really like to dedicate myself to reading a, like a tome. Like mm-hmm. I would like to prove to myself that I can still read that way. Um, and I had the most delightful interaction with an older gentleman customer probably three weeks ago, probably like two weeks before Christmas. I mean, I've obviously been hearing about the Hamilton biography, the Chernow biography mm-hmm. for months, years. Like customers have either read it or they've started it or they've, you know, they love it. Blah, blah. But this customer, like, I walked away from that conversation and texted Jordan immediately. And I said, I want that book for Christmas. <laughs> like, he sold me on a book in my store. Like, he just, <laughs> the way the way he talked about that book and what he had learned from it, in addition to the Washington biography, right. also by Chernow. Anyway, um, I really would like to read that and also open myself up to, there's like a book about first ladies that I think I would really enjoy. Um, I think it's time that I read a little bit more history, nonfiction. So. Which is good because one of my resolutions for you oh boy. was to read a historical nonfiction book. Okay, I can do that. Hooray. Hooray. So we overlapped. Matched. Done. Done. Uh, perfect. What's your other one? Your other one for you? Yeah. My other one for you is to read a book of poetry. Oh, fun. Okay. Because neither of us really read poetry. No, I. so I have a book of Wendell Berry poems sitting mm-hmm. on my nightstand. And then I was at another bookstore not too long ago and saw a book of poetry, Milk and Honey, I think it's called. Sure. Anyway, um, and then promptly like ordered some copies for the bookshelf. And I'm very intrigued by it. Like I read a few. Um, reading poetry is so... I can't figure out how to read it. Right. No, I'm, I'm in I the miss same having boat. a professor... And I don't study poetry, so I can't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm not good at that. Okay. I can do that. Uh, reading poetry is just, I wish I had a mentor to like walk me through right. it. 
I mean, and like, in my mind, I want you to read contemporary poetry, obviously. Right. I'm not asking you to read, like, Keats. Although I prefer the older stuff is probably well, the maybe. reality. Um, we have Rita Dove and Claudia Rankin in the shop, mm-hmm. and I think you'd like both of them from what I've read of them. So check them out. Okay, so those are my reading challenges for yes, myself for, and yours and for mine me. for you. Yeah. Okay, so mine for myself. Um, I also gave myself a book of poetry. Okay. Um, haven't decided what that will be yet, but at some point this year, I'm going to read a book of poetry. Let me know how you do it. Um, it won't be um, older Middle English, um, <laughs> which is the poetry that I am familiar with. <laughs> Um, it's going to be contemporary. I'm probably going to ask some of my friends who are poets. Oh, good. Hey, what's essential reading? Good. Let me know what they say. Yeah, yeah. And then we can probably stock our section from that, too. Perfect. (laughs) I know. All of our resolutions also benefit the bookshelf. Yes, they do. Which is the point of us reading. That's right. That's important. On some level. Um, and then also for myself, um, I've assigned a biography. Okay. I never read biographies. I don't either. I like autobiographies a lot. Sure. But I really, I have never enjoyed a biography before. And I'm not ready for the Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. I don't right. have the mental space for that. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure what that is. Yeah, I wonder what that should be. Um, but we'll see. It will be a biography of probably a 20th or 21st century figure. Mm-hmm. I want to try to not do everything pre-1500. <laughs> Good. We'll, uh, Step outside that world for a little bit. Which I, I want to. Yeah. The problem is I'm not allowed to. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll be interested to see um, how the, how those go for you. So the two challenges I have for you are a little different from that. Sure. Um, so I thought it would be fun to have you read a political or nonfiction book that's outside of your ideological leanings, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. So I don't know what that means for you. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of book that would mean. Like, you want me to read Armageddon? <laughs> so, How Trump can beat Hillary? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I was thinking, for example, we just, we have, um, through Libro FM, a way for indie bookstores to sell audiobooks digitally. And they send us, as booksellers, like, free listening um, digital files or whatever, however that works. And I would, I sound so old. Um, like I would like to read Hillbilly Elegy. Mm -hmm. So I don't, and I think that's probably a little different from my upbringing or from my standard ideology, although maybe not that different. I don't know. So anyway, so I'm going to read that, but that's kind of what I was thinking of in, when I was thinking of it, I was like, Oh, it'd be really interesting to get Chris's take on something like that. Right. That's maybe just a little, I don't know if that would be outside your realm or not. No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's interesting. So not... I'm No, I'm not saying... I'm sorry. I'm picturing you reading Armageddon <laughs> at Florida State University. <laughs> the looks on your you're face. sitting in the English department in yeah, my That could my go over really office. well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but something where... I mean, I feel like I could read a lot of things that would be outside of my ideological comfort zone on both ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, so take that for whatever you will. I okay. Just, I just thought, oh, it'd be interesting to hear Chris's take on reading something that's not, I don't know, cementing the things you already believe. Right. Which which I try to do anyway. Yeah. 
But I will. I will. But think reading of that. in that nonfiction, you know what I mean. Like I, I feel do. like I do that in fiction. Yeah. But I feel like I don't do that in nonfiction. And you and I read kind of similarly. Mostly. What? Yeah. When I'm able to read. Yeah. When you're reading, not for your prelim exams. Or for my dissertation. So we'll. Uh, we'll see how this we'll see goes. How all this goes. Um. My other one for you was selfish because if I'm going to have to do my reading challenge. I would like you to read a male-skewed young adult or middle reader novel. Okay. Um, because, as you said, and you and I have noticed this as we've tried to be stocking this section, mm-hmm. it is hard to find books geared toward, I'm not even saying they have to be geared toward males, just not fantasy female-driven, mm-hmm. even though I love mm-hmm. female-driven literature, and so do you, and I think that's so important, but I also am looking at these young male reluctant readers that come into our shop and what books do we hand them when they've done Harry Potter and when they've done Artemis Fowl? Like, and it's generally the classics, right? right? And that's in some sense, not fair to them. And in another sense, not fair to women. Right. Um, that there's this different and very much gendered expectation of what you should move on to after you've finished like the childhood classics. And for men, it's, it's apparently, what everybody has been reading for the past couple hundred years. Right. And for women, it's like, oh, here's a romance novel. Right. Like, that feels really gross to me. I can't, and I can't figure out, because on, on the other hand, I mean, a lot of times the young girls who come in our shop who do read YA, which is actually younger than I yes. would think a young adult reader would normally be. I feel like they're marketed to, like, 14 to 17, and it's 12-year-olds that read them. Yeah, because they're graduating from the middle reader. Like, they're ready to read something more grown up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I and... I just, I know we've especially dealt with moms and grandmas and dads and granddads who are trying to help these young guys who have read Wimpy Kid and Mm -hmm. Mysterious Benedict Society and, like, then what are they supposed to read when they're 15? So I'm supposed to read that, like, that guy who writes about, like, teenagers playing sports. Yeah, Mike Lupica. (laughs) Oof. I can't wait. That's cruel. I can't wait. This is going to be so fun. It's what a good idea, Chris. It's not. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, can I just quickly tell you a couple of other little reading goals I yes. have for myself this year? Um, so I am not on Goodreads for a couple of reasons. A, I cannot keep up with one more app. It makes me really anxious. Social media. Like, I can't do it. Because I've had a lot of customers say, aren't you on Goodreads? I'm like, no. Also, it's run by Amazon. Mm -hmm. So, no. Unless you're a trader. (laughs) Sorry. And I know so many listeners are like, what? I'm on Goodreads and I shop independent. That's totally fine. I just feel super weird about it. Um, And again, let's say there was an independent version of that. Probably still wouldn't do it because I cannot keep up with one more thing. So instead, I thought, okay, I am going to do little miniature reviews on Instagram, and I'm going to try to keep track of my reading there. I already do little reviews locally for the townie, but we have a lot of long-distance customers, and I have long-distance friends who are constantly saying, what have you been reading lately? And this is like an easy thing that I think, fingers crossed, I can keep up with, where I just quickly like snap a picture of the book once I'm finished with it and write my initial thoughts and give it a star ranking because there are star emojis. (laughs) That's true, there are. There are. Did you see my post? Anyway, you can go to my personal Instagram and you can see my first one, which was a very interesting book that I feel very funny that that was my first book of the year. But I'm also trying to be honest about what I'm reading. So, um, And then I want to read a little selfishly this year. I feel like I read a lot for the bookshelf. And I, re- I do try to read a lot outside my genre. And that's good. Like, I want to be doing that. 
But I also would like to read things that I want to read or things that, like, I've wanted to read the Phyllis Tickle um, memoir autobiography for a long time and I haven't. Or a customer or podcast listener, actually, I think, recommended um, Surprised by Oxford, which is a book I wouldn't normally read for the bookshelf, Mm -hmm. but I certainly would have read it in my old pre-bookshelf life. So I would like, in addition to trying to read ARCs and... Um, and young adult or books where I know I'm trying to sell them, that's great. But I also like to read some books that just Annie, Annie B. Jones of 2012 would have read. <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of that's kind of one of my goals too. And I'm also gonna try to read a hundred books this year. It's a lot of books. Do you think I can do it? That's two a week. I read 75 last year. That's pretty good. I mean, it's 25 more, and I cannot fathom reading 25 more. That's what I mean. Than I did last year. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. My goal is to read one book outside of school a month. I think that's a good one. I think that so, That was too. what I had written down for you when I thought Initially. we were doing this differently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, because I do have, in theory, more time than I did last semester. Mm-hmm. But also, I really do need to be revising essays and setting them up for publication and uh, trying to come up with a prospectus for my dissertation. Like You have things to do. I have things to do that do require a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm also reading a book for fun right now and enjoying it, and I want to keep that. Right, keep that going. Something to live for right. while you're doing the other things. So, like, I do always have like a TV show going and I think of that as a kind of reading and I know mm-hmm. some people will scoff at that and that's fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm an academic, so I get to do that. <laughs> um, and I do always, I read comics weekly or bi-weekly. Um, so I am keeping up with things outside of school, but I'd also like to add a novel a month or something to mm-hmm. that. And have maybe, just like you have a TV show going, you have a book going. Mm-hmm. Good. I like that. I do too. So listeners, we want your resolutions too. What are you reading this year? What are you reading that is not what you normally read? Find us on social media at BookshelfTville and let us know. You can also email Chris. You can also email me, inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com. That way we know what you're reading. And if you've got questions or comments about the podcast, I feel like that's a good place. Absolutely. Direct direct your podcast questions and comments to me. Awesome. You can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. You can also find a lot of the books that we talk about on our podcast on a curated section of our website. So that's bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week.